0: Welcome to the Small Business Saturday podcast. Hello and welcome to our latest Small Business Saturday podcast where we try and keep you in touch with all the developments in this year's campaign and how you and your business can get involved. But we also like to include some features of general interest to small business owners like you. In this podcast, we will be talking about one of the issues that seems to be of interest to many small businesses that we talk to how to best use social media. We'll also be talking to Craig Beaumont from the Federation of Small Businesses about how to get started with trading overseas. Now, A recent report from Constant Contact on small business usage of social media suggested that SMEs are adopting social media at a pretty rapid rate, particularly for the engagement it brings with existing and potential customers. But that's not necessarily the same as doing it properly or getting the most out of it. So do you know your Facebook from your Instagram, your Pinterest from your Twitter? We spoke to two social media agencies, small businesses themselves, Janet Agona from Attica Communications and Kate Tyler from Shake Social to find out more. I began by asking Janet for her advice for a small business that hasn't yet ventured into the world of social media.
1: Well, that's an interesting question because I would say, because we work with a lot of niche businesses, that the best time to get started is even before the business has launched. So even before you know what your launch date is going to be, it's never too early to start um, to get started on social media and to start building that community. And the advantage of that is you have a community by the time the business has already launched. However, there are a lot of businesses that have currently launched, even some that are quite established and haven't yet um, you know, settled into what their social media presence is going to be. I think the easiest way to get started is to, first of all, look online to see whether your name, so your business name, whether that is available on the social media platform. So check on Facebook, check on YouTube, check on Instagram. And if the name is available, try and get that as soon as possible, even if you're not ready to start posting on social media. So getting the names and trying to get them as close to the business name is probably a good place to start.
0: And what's Kate's advice?
2: So I think that small businesses that have never used social media before um, really should, should start small, actually. I don't think there's any expectation or need to be on every single platform. It's far better to choose one and try and learn that one properly and use it well than spread yourself too thinly and, and be on lots of different platforms but, but really sort of struggling with each of them. So as a, as a small business, I'd be looking at who, who your customers are and really trying to pay attention to which social network they use and start with that one.
0: So, if I was only going to concentrate on one or two platforms, which should they be?
2: So, I don't think any small business can ignore Facebook. It is certainly the most popular one. It's got really significant numbers of people using it. It's the only one, really, that gives businesses a way of targeting people uh, specifically. So, because of the fact that Facebook has an extraordinary amount of data on each of us, It means that from a marketing perspective, you can put together campaigns that really reach the people that you need to, and that's true, really, regardless of what kind of business you are. We're seeing more and more service-based businesses, B2B-style businesses using using Facebook, just as much as we are seeing ones that are, are trying to target the end consumer, and then the other network that I would be looking at if I was selling to other businesses would be LinkedIn, because, again, it's very, very specific and targeted in what it enables you to do. And for those businesses that are looking at professional services, it's really um, a really useful networking tool to let people know what your areas of expertise are, develop your your online presence and and your personal brand, to some extent, and a a way of using it uh, really just for lead generation. So those two I think
0: I'll be focusing on. Janet also has some sound advice on how to get started.
1: The easiest way to get started on social media is to just get started. A lot of people try to be perfect before they start, which is simply not possible, particularly in the world of social media. A good thing to do is to follow a number of key accounts, either people who you admire or people who are doing businesses that are quite similar to yours and start to see what resonates with you, what do people respond to, what are people interested in, and uh, for the business to then try and formulate their voice in a similar manner. So I'm not suggesting that they should copy what the competitors are doing, but basically look, at, look around for examples of good practice on social media and try and pull that into their own communication. The other thing to mention as well is the social media platforms themselves have really evolved. And now they offer a great deal of advice on their own individual health pages. Quite often there are videos and other resources that are freely available for businesses to get started with.
0: And what advice on type of content?
1: A video is a must for all businesses now. It is how audiences and potential customers consume content and it's a way of bringing one's product or service to life. And It only does that so long as it adds value to the viewer. So if you think about the way people use YouTube, you always go to those channels where you know that you're either going to learn something or you're going to be entertained or you're going to be able to achieve or take in something practical that you can apply straight away. So in that sense, YouTube would be a really good place to start. But I think just having video, whether or not that's on YouTube, that's a very important thing for a lot of businesses now. And it's always uh, good to give an example of businesses who are able to use YouTube in a very tangible and practical way. And one example of that is the East Bears YouTube channel. And I think I can share the link with anyone if, if they would like to take a look at that. Um, with regard to product-based businesses that have the capacity to form a community around them, Facebook and Instagram are really good places to start.
0: I asked Kate if she had any golden rules for small businesses going onto social media.
2: The number one golden rule is really about being yourself. It can feel quite daunting when you're a small business just starting out on social media because there are so many really big brands on there, spending a lot of money, doing things in a way that's that's very slick, and it can be hard to feel that you can compete with that. So I think the important thing to remember as a small business is that you don't need to, and that actually what people will be buying into is, is you and your individual passion and personality and those things that make your approach to business unique. So rather than trying to copy what the big brands are doing, I would really encourage people to just be themselves and be genuine, uh, be honest and you know, be upfront about the fact that you're a small business, but you've got a huge amount of, of passion and, and expertise and, and ideas and, and uh, whatever else it is you bring to the table.
0: So we've talked about Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, I closed by asking Janet about some of the newer platforms that are coming up all the time.
1: I think there are also other opportunities with a newer platform. So business where, for example, the, the business is the person. So, for example, comedians, makeup artists, stylists. And where the business lends itself to being captured, um, where you can capture the journey of the business. Other platforms like Snapchat, you know, offer real potential there. The one thing I would say about Snapchat, though, is that present, the analytic side of Snapchat is still very clunky. Hopefully that will change, and like also the social media platforms, these are evolving over time. But I would definitely keep an eye on the new and upcoming social media platforms. There's another one called List, and it's a great place where people just write lists of things that they like, and the community there is very small and very engaging for the right sort of business, particularly online businesses or businesses where people are writing, or illustrating, it could be a great place to build a community around a brand.
0: My thanks to Janet Agona from Attica Communications and Kate Tyler from Shake Social for their input. You can find out more about their businesses at atticacoms.com or on Twitter at atticacoms and at shakesocial.co.uk or on Twitter at Shakesocial. The EE SME International Ambitions Survey recently found that 40% of small businesses are currently trading internationally, while an additional 6% intend to do so by 2021. Britain's small and medium sized businesses expect international trade to provide a 25% boost to their business growth over the next five years. I began by asking Craig Beaumont from the Federation of Small Businesses how he would describe the export challenges and opportunities in front of small businesses in the uk.
3: Well, there's huge opportunities for exports. We found that from our um, membership that most firms that export are more likely to survive and they grow faster, and, um, so there are intangible benefits as well to a firm such as growing your reputation. Uh, increasing confidence and profile too. So that's a really big plus if a firm can learn how to export. The biggest challenge that we've found, um, by contrast, are much more kind of tactical things. So things like finding the right customers, finding leads, um, followed by how to market and promote your product in a different market. Uh, one specific problem we also found was about the fluctuating foreign exchange rates, and that obviously has... This is, this is work that we've done over the last few months, but that is obviously of particular interest right now after the decision for Brexit, which has seen the pound fluctuate all over the place. So we are providing all sorts of resources for members, um, but also I think UKTI and UKEF are looking at ways to, to turbocharge how people think about exporting over the next two or three years.
0: I wondered what FSB members were saying about their experience of exporting.
3: Um, there are hugely positive stories about exporting, of um, accelerated growth, finding an opportunity that a competitor firm hasn't seen, um, so it provides that competition back home, finding a whole new customer base, uh, and improving the reputation of the firm. So if you're a firm that actually exports directly, um, you can promote the fact that you do that, and it adds real cachet to your business. Also, if you're in the supply chain of an enormous firm, a really big multinational, um, let's say a car manufacturer, for example, you'll you'll find that that firm also gets some really good B2B links by talking to other businesses within the supply chain. Um, And sometimes there are benefits that come from the larger firm itself. So it can be anything from um, apprenticeships, for example. So when when a large firm books in all of its massive program of apprenticeships, we're pushing for the firms that are in the supply chain to get some time with that apprentice, that apprentice to spend some time in the small business. So there's there's, there's only ever a win-win with
0: exports. So what needs to happen to get more small businesses in the UK trading overseas?
3: Well, FSB has a role to play here because there's a need for growing awareness of the benefits of exporting, especially considering the recent decision on Europe. Um, there's a lot of confusion around uh, whether it's a good idea, how difficult it is, um, and when you start, you hear rumours about, you know, so, so, such a place is a really good place to export. Um, there needs to be really clear market intelligence. So we'd like to see further work by UKTI um, in particular, but also UKEF that supplies most small businesses have ever heard of UKEF, but that's the business... Um, uh, that's the export body that provides finance to help you export. Um, these should be providing a hell of a lot more market intelligence. What is happening in market X? What are the sectors that are really booming? Um, where where are the skills gaps where a small business can step in and can help? So things to make things things to make exports simple is really what we're looking for.
0: So if small businesses wanted some advice uh, from the FSB about exporting, uh, what should they do and where should they go?
3: Um, well, the best way, of course, and I would say this, of course, is to join FSB. Um, we're going to be launching a big report um, about exporting shortly on the 18th of July, working with UKTI, um, Biz, and the exports minister, Lord Price. Uh, We're going to come up with some really cool analysis into what works, what doesn't, and giving some signals as to how to take things forward.
0: My thanks to Craig Beaumont. And if you want to find out more about that report or any other information, the FSB's website is www.fsb.org.uk. Well that's it for this podcast. If you've enjoyed it please share the link and don't forget you can find our earlier podcasts still available for free download via the iTunes store. Don't forget if you haven't already done so you can still add information about your small business to the Small Business Finder on our website. It's all free for small business owners like you. You can keep in touch with the campaign and all the ways in which your business can be involved by visiting the website smallbusinesssaturdayuk.com and by following us on Twitter at SmallBizSatUK on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, goodbye.